This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch, Managing Editor at Pop Sugar. And I'm Zreen Sneaky, the director of partnerships at Pop Sugar. And on today's episode, because the temperatures are heating up and summer's in the air, we are talking about reality dating shows. It feels like the right time to do this with Love Island UK and Too Hot to Handle coming back in June. And you know what that means? Bachelor in Paradise can't be that much farther away. As someone that doesn't watch The Bachelor, I'm very excited for Bachelor in Paradise to come back because it's just like the Bachelor rejects stuck on an island together. And who wouldn't <laughs> want to watch that? Okay. But before we get into all that, what's your not over it for the week? Um, well, I have to give credit to Sharon for my not over it this week. She brought to my attention that um, Chad Michael Murray is coming back from the dead to play Ted Bundy. And I'm just like, who is sitting around in Hollywood and going more Ted Bundy? Like, is Ted Bundy the new Batman? We can't. Can we just be done? And allegedly, this one is more about the detective that actually caught him and not really about Ted Bundy himself. But regardless, I just think enough Ted Bundy. I thought you were the type of person that wanted more Ted Bundy. No, I don't. Because of the murder. No, I don't want to. I don't like romanticizing like serial killers. It weirds me out. Like when Zach Efron played him, everyone's like, oh my God, he's so hot. And I was like, no, no, this man killed a lot of people and this is weird. I don't like it. And plus, I like true crime. Like, I don't like these reenactment things a lot of the times. It weirds me well, out. Well, I do feel compelled to let you know that even though Chad Michael Murray's been dead for you, he was on Riverdale not too long ago where he was also murdering people or causing their death. He was actually harvesting their organs. I only know so, him from One Tree Hill and Cinderella. And Freaky Friday. A Cinderella story. Only those. Only those. That is how I identify Chad Michael Murray. Mophead. Mophead. Okay. Well, my not over it feels um, on theme with today's show because I feel we need to talk about Tessa Thompson's dating life or making out life or her hot girl summer, whatever is going on here. So she, who you may know as Valkyrie from the Thor movies or many other places, but who was introduced originally to me on Veronica Mars. Also a Westworld robot. Also a Westworld robot. Also, she and I have the same birthday. No big deal. Oh, fun. Libras of the world unite. Um, So originally everyone was talking about Tessa Thompson because she is in Australia filming the new Thor movie, which is directed by Taika Waititi. It's called Thor Love and Thunder. Taika Waititi has been dating Rita Ora for a minute and stay with me. I promise there's a connection here. Recently, Taika Waititi hosted a little get together at his house with Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson. And there were these pictures of them 
kissing, hugging, like generally sort of giving me vibes of there was Matt. like a three way kiss happening. Yes, yes, it was very wild things like Matt Dillon and uh, Denise Richardson. <laughs> the sweetest thing. It just it just looked a little. They were having a good time. So this launched a million headlines. Are they a thruple? What's going on here? She's kissing her. He's kissing both of them. All that stuff. But then, while we were still trying to wrap our heads around this, that same day. There were pictures of Tessa Thompson kissing an Australian model named Zach Stenmark. They were seen kissing and laughing together. Beautiful. He's, tw- he's 29. She's 37. So good for her. And you know what? Good for her across the board here. I'm happy for her either way. I do think my cho- my preference here for her would definitely be the beautiful Australian model versus like Tyga and Rita Ora, because both of them together are just odd to me. I'm sure they're great people, but no thanks. Yeah, I don't think there was really any truth to them being a thruple. I think they had some drinks. They're having a good time. Gets a little flirty. I mean, Rita Ora seems like she just enjoys making out with. Don't we all drink and then start making out with our friends? (laughs) Yes, exactly. You know, it's just a regular Sunday. All right. Speaking of lots of people getting drunk and making out with their friends. Let's dive into today's episode, shall we? Yes. So I guess we can start off with, you know, the birth of dating shows in general. Like this has been a phenomenon in our culture for quite some time. Um, I think, you know, the real birth of dating shows happened between the 1960s with the dating game. Maybe that's the original Love is Blind because they were separated by a barrier. So nobody (laughs) knew what the other person looked like. They were Um, in fact blind. Yes, they were in fact blind. I also I just feel like anytime we're talking about like old school dating shows, the Pina Colada song is just like playing in my head, like on repeat. <laughs> I just always think killer. about, I just always think about Mallrats where they're like suitor number one, and then he's like, I would take you out on a date and all these special places. And then at night, uh, we take in an opera, probably Deflator Mouse. But. I think to me, it's it's funny that we like to consider these like early dating game shows as like wholesome, but they're mostly just misogynistic and, and sexist. And like maybe we used to think that they were better or deeper or something. But I remember like recently as I was doing research for this, found an old clip of Farrah Fawcett on a, on the dating show, on the dating game and... She's asking people what their favorite smell is, and that's <laughs> apparently going to be a good way to gauge whether this person is a, a good partner, which is also confusing. Thank you. Number one, what is your favorite smell, morning, noon, or night? What's the right answer to that question? Well, the options were morning, <clears throat> afternoon, or night, and that's what? confusing because... Wait, it's a multiple choice? Yes, and, and then some guys are like, I prefer the smell of a sunrise, and you're like... Excuse me? I don't... What is that? If you don't love the smell of an after, of the afternoon, that's got to be a deal breaker for me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's but usually I, well, Gage. I think, you know, there are pro- themes of being problematic and misogynistic and lots of other stuff that we will get into as the dating shows evolved over time. But part of the reason why when I look back on this and think it's sort of wholesome aside from the fact that none of us were there watching in real time and we're just like you know oh adorable the days of yore is that now they've gotten to the point where it's like you must be in a bikini and we're gonna pump you full of alcohol and you will be trapped here for 30 days this was like you're going on one date with this guy and if it doesn't work out you'll move on and now we're at a point where it's like 
and at the end of 30 days, you have to decide if you're going to marry this person. And like, you got to get right. the proposal and it just f- feels very intense and gimmicky. No, but also now they've become shows that you can't really like watch with your parents. I mean, at least I hope not, but like I, you shouldn't be watching Love Island with your mom and dad. But in the past, it felt like maybe a little bit more okay to watch these shows because nobody was like getting drunk and making out with like 30 people all all at the same time in the same night. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting about that is that so we weren't obviously around for the time of the dating game, but I think for us in the 90s and 2000s or maybe when it started to become yeah what we know today it was always i mean i guess maybe people watch the bachelor with their parents but at the beginning temptation island was like the first dating reality show that i was like what the hell is this i'm gonna watch it and i don't think i would have ever watched that with my parents and it was like crazy to me they were putting all these people on the island then they were giving them other people to hook up with then they no. were making yeah. the partners watch their significant others making out with other people on these videos and crying about it. It was very chaotic. No, very jarring. There was there was this lull of dating games, and then I think it came back to your point in the two thousands. And then I just I think there was a moment when the devil graced us with The Bachelor, and um, I know we both don't watch it, but like I I've seen exactly three seasons of it. Um, the first season and the season with Trista and Ryan, who are still married. And then Sean Lowe, for some reason, which was in 2013, and I guess that was a weird year for me. But all those seasons, to me, were still pretty clean. Like, I I don't feel like there was a ton of people getting, like... I think the theatrics have changed so much for The Bachelor that now, you know, anytime the seasons are coming out, it's like, this person had a relationship, or this person's coming out. But they're married, and they have kids, and they went on The Bachelor, and it's like this, like, weird chaos that, like ensues that wasn't happening and then there's a whole other theme to it where like the bachelor is supposed to be like a family show but they have all these theatrics to it whereas like temptation island and like love island are all just like everybody get naked and drunk and try not to kiss each other well maybe that was a point too because the bachelor is what sort of reignited this slew of reality dating shows a lot of them were kind of copies of the bachelor but with weird gimmicks but to your point the bachelor was always a little more dialed down no one really knew what happened in the fantasy suite but some like i definitely remember watching joe millionaire and they were showing them sneaking off to the woods and there were subtitles that said slurp and it was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) it felt very scandalous and you got to wonder if that's on purpose so let's talk a little bit more about some of the other shows that were on during this time besides the bachelor there was also, I mean, MTV had its own full slate. They really went for it. The MTV dating shows were also clearly catering to a younger audience, but the outrageousness of like Room Raiders and Date My Mom or whatever were like, this was funny because it was a completely different concept where the person is not even meeting the other actual individual that they would potentially date. It's like, you're going to look at three rooms with a black light and you'll decide which partner you're going to be with based on their room. And the next was like, people would show up and be like, hi, my name is like next. And it was, it was so, so rude. So it, was like, it was like Tinder, but in real life, they were like, uh, swipe left on your face. Like, bye. The next on next also had like some of the best bios where it's like, I'm Eric, I'm 21. I love eating fish and I live in my mom's basement. And it's like, 
just like the the tidbits about them were always very chaotic um next was good because it moved along very very quickly for the most part but sometimes it was too quick like it was frustrating and also the amount of money that they won was so nominal like it's in my mind the most you could win was like 40 bucks or something and that was if you made it to the end I liked parental control where the parents oh, yeah, got to decide who their child should end up with. And they always picked the the new person because the whole premise of the show was that they didn't like the current partner right. of their kid. And then the kid was always like, no, I'm going back to my deadbeat boyfriend every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that show had the same energy as Date My Mom, where the guy would go on a date with three different moms and then from those dates decide whose daughter he would like to continue a very fruitful relationship with apparently and marry oh he decided he decided yeah. based on yeah the mom. he would choose oh yeah he did he decided show, but... based on the mom so he'd like wine and dine the mom they all blur together in my mind some of them were weird because the moms were like clear clearly like stage like tiger moms and they wanted their daughters to be on tv so they were like doing the most and then other moms you could tell were like i don't like you i don't want you to date my daughter i'm gonna be an asshole this entire date so you never knew what you were gonna get which was fun no and while mtv was doing that vh1 brought us flavor of love and then so many other blank of love to follow so much more garbage followed with shot of tequila rock of love that those were like the that, that was like a moment of like the where are they now dating game show. <laughs> like, right. Here are the celebrities of yesteryear that you forgot about. We're resurrecting them so you can date them. And I always thought there was a, a prize attached to those shows. Like I know we recently discussed this, but I did not realize the prize was just being with Flavor of Love. I thought you got money. <laughs> flavor Flavor. <laughs> oh, Flavor Flavor. <laughs> the prize was the Flavor of Love. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there was a Daisy of Love. It's all coming back to me now. No, I don't even so remember many. who but Daisy like, was, but imagine going on a show to date Flava Flav, and then at the end of it, it's like, okay, you just get to date him now. I'm like, well, I mean, what? that's the same as The Bachelor, except it's a celebrity. Okay, but the guys on The Bachelor are less awful looking uh, and just generally seem more human. Flava Flav couldn't even like finish, like make complete sentences. He was just mumbling the whole time. We can't all be attracted to the same people, Zareen, or there won't be enough people for all of us. <laughs> That's the goddamn truth. <laughs> but I that does bring up an interesting point of the shows that did seem to have a prize or they were told there was going to have a prize like Joe Millionaire where they thought the prize was a, mil- a million dollars or being married into a million dollars if you won at the end. But the gimmick was that he actually wasn't a millionaire. And that those are the types of shows where you have to find out if if love prevails. There was also for love or money where quite literally at the end you had to choose if you wanted to continue your relationship with the person that you picked or just take a big fat check, which I mean, I don't, I don't really understand what's preventing you from taking the check and then getting with that person later. And you can like split the money. I mean, but even like, are, are they signing a law? Well, they hunt you down. You two aren't allowed to date. You took the money. <laughs> it's like, this is fine. No. And then the gimmicks got weirder and weirder. They had average Joe where a lot of these, the commonality is that the producers lied to the main contestant so or or to the, the bevy of contestants. So in the way that the women competing for Joe Millionaire weren't really competing for a millionaire, an average Joe, a beauty queen, thinks she's going on a Bachelor-style show where she's going to have all these handsome guys. And then in a horrifying, shocking twist, they're just average men. And now no. she's forced to date them. 
But I think that's the reason we love those shows. So actually, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about what is it that we love about all these gimmicks so much. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, I think the reason that people love these shows could be like very easily described in like different buckets. Like you either love like the crazy gimmicks, you love like the deceit of it, or you just like people like really getting drunk and being messy um for me wait, wait are, are none of those options you just want to see two people fall in love because you believe in love and fairy tales no absolutely not i'll watch i'll watch how to lose a guy in 10 days when i want to watch someone fall in love okay <laughs> that's where i go but for this no although i guess there have been some like pretty you know some some of the relationships have lasted but good for them but for me i pick the drunken messy buckets like love island for me is at the top of the list at this point because I just find it to be, it's like a science experiment. They're all lab rats stuck on an island in bikinis with their water bottles. God, the water bottles on Love Island, they they are like attached to the hip to them. It's so weird. I'm just envisioning all the merch I'm going to make that says, for me, I prefer the drunken, messy buckets, that uh, the hats, the t-shirts <laughs> that I'm going to have you wear. I have a button of you just saying that over and over again. This was Zareen. She preferred the, the she preferred the drunken messy buckets. I do because well, it's the, that's not who I am as a human. So I want to see it else everywhere else. You know that's the entertainment. I mean, I guess I could be if I wanted to if I strived, but I'd rather not. There's something too cringy about it. I think for for me, um, I watched a whole season of Are You the One on MTV, which is a, mo- a more current dating show on MTV, which is just pure chaos. The general premise of the show is that they have 12 men and 12 women, and each one has a preordained perfect match that the producers have chosen for them, but they throw them all in a house together with just alcohol. And the whole point of the show is they just have to figure out from these 12 people who their perfect match is. And then once a week, they can check in. So it's pure. Wait, hold on. So this is based on some like algorithm that the producers have decided who's the perfect match? Yeah, so you're seeking out your perfect match from these 12 people. And oh, so then... somebody on the other side or like whatever. So there's someone in the house that's potentially your ideal match, but you don't know. And that's what the game is. You yes. And if they out. all find the perfect match, they also in a different in addition to getting your perfect match, you get money. And then once a week they check in at these checkpoints where they can like test their love connection. But <laughs> these people have literally no idea who the person is. And then they start getting attached to them because first of all, they're just like trying to find the one, but also all trying to win the money. So then when they find out they're not with their perfect match, it's like, okay, well, everyone else is like, you have to now make out with other people until you find out who your perfect match is and you have to get away from that person, but still live in this house, but still get drunk, but still watch them. So they're all just other like people. changing partners every 15 no, seconds? No, it's very, and I guess the point where I'm like, this is, now I'm just sad. I'm like, there's no fun here. These people are now like Attached cut off from it. the world <laughs> and they think they're in love with this one. And then it's like, no, you now have to move it along and see if you can decide that this other person, I don't know. It's very... It's a little too much. 
That's sort of what Love Island is too, because there's, you know, there's a recoupling and then they do like the, there's like a whole Love Island, like a, a separate house that they bring in for some in the middle of the season where either the group of girls or the group of guys have to go into another house and they also throw in a whole new group of girls. And then it's like, I hope these guys don't come back with a new partner because you got to recouple. And so the girls are just sitting there like, no, I choose to stay with my partner. And then you see them walking down. The guy has chosen a new girl and you're like, oh, you fucked up. No, well, that's basically, you know, what the whole Temptation Island thing was, which, by the way, Temptation Island, what was the point of that show? Like, just to find out if you were dating someone who is going to cheat on you? (laughs) You just to find out if you're dating an asshole. (laughs) On a fictitious reality island. I think a lot about um, on 30 Rock, how one of the fake shows on 30 Rock was MILF Island. Where they had brought all these teen boys to, to an <laughs> island with with milfs. Yes. Twenty-five sexy moms, fifty sweaty eighth grade boys, and one beloved American comedy star. This Wednesday on Milf Island. I love that storyline. It was so good. Oh my god, that was genius. Yeah, they should make that into a real show. <laughs> I mean, in, in some ways, I think the scripted fake versions of these shows are maybe more my my speed. Unreal. It's so good. The whole premise of that show is about like the horrible things that it's scripted, but it's the horrible things that the producers are doing right. to manipulate situations, which is based on real content. Um, and Burning Love, which was this amazing limited web series that had a million famous people in it where they just straight made fun of The Bachelor. But I think the other thing that's really dark about particularly shows where it's straight up like we're in the hot tub getting drunk and hooking up is how frequently there are like allegations of no it's consent very problematic. or yeah. things the producers manipulated or I was too drunk to do this and it's all on camera and that's when it feels a little irresponsible. Right. Well, I think that's the reason that I lean towards Love Island because they really are by themselves. There's no nobody there's no cameras following them around. Like they have cameras installed in places so they know they're on camera, but it's not as scripted or like the producers aren't as involved. Like they play games and there's like things coming into the island and the villa, whatever. But it's less like also I think The Bachelor to me is also there is very clearly a cameraman following you everywhere you are. So for me, it's like you just you forgot the cameras there. Like you're you just made out with one person. Now you're going to make out with another person. And then you're in the hot top with this girl. And now you're going to hot top with another girl. It's very, I don't understand how you mentally block out a camera. Whereas in Love Island, I'm like, no, she's getting real drunk. She forgets she's on camera. Like, she don't know he's there, but he's there. Versus like all these other shows to me is like darker because it feels like the producers are right there and super involved in the cameraman. It's like, you know, the producers like, go here, follow them there, do this. Or also they just get them so drunk, which is like pretty Well, that's what I think even... I mean, I haven't seen Love Island, but even on Love Island, I mean, the whole how they do this is they cut these people off from civilization. They gaslight them to whatever varying degrees, whether it's by pumping them full of alcohol or super controlling like the time that they're allowed to do anything or just like basically cutting off their basic needs. They don't know anyone who's there, so they have no no connection to their people and it's like watch it's like these weird social experiments and you know no one on any show was more gaslighted than the women on i want to marry harry oh my God. which your, is a show i've talked show. about before but <laughs> well, I, by far of any of these was the one that i was m- most obsessed with like how could this be like forget cameras 
Like these women were legitimately brainwashed into thinking they were looking at Prince Harry and maybe going to date Prince Harry and that Prince Harry would be allowed to be on a bachelor type dating show. No. Well, I think that's like a different part of it, right? These are just like, oh, you're just straight up lying to the contestants of what they're actually doing. This is like a completely different bucket of you. It feels even more unfair than like you signing up for having producers fuck with you. This is like, oh, I'm really going to marry Prince Harry. And and that's what's happening now. And no, but they the also they never they never say it's Prince Harry, which is also why he's like, like uh, yeah, he's all. And then at the end of it, he's like, oh, I buy groceries at Tesco. And you're like, what? Yes. Like, legally, they're allowed to do it. I mean, I can't believe that show. That show would never get canceled as quickly now as it did then. Although I think people are a little... I like to think people are a little more aware of what Prince Harry looks like now. Yeah, I think back then he was able to maybe get away with this. Or the show was, was able wild. to get away with it. It was, like, so wild that I was like, I, I have to see it. Like, I would actually watch a show with all of the women that were on this show. And I would like to talk to all of them. have like questionnaire of did like you women women tell all yeah like you did you really believe you were gonna marry so i've Prince read Harry? interviews with them and they have said i mean the, all, some of them have said that they were pretty sure it wasn't but like they wanted to believe or that the producers did so many wacky like they literally had photoshopped pictures of this guy next to like prince william strategically in places they had the paparazzi follow them around like fake That's paparazzi outrageous. following them around or like sounds of helicopters <laughs> Oh my god. Like a noise machine. (laughs) Yes, like weird emergencies where he had to go to his grandmother, but they don't say who the grandmother is. And they were they filmed the whole thing at a castle. It's all (laughs) don't say who the grandmother is. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. They like legally they don't they never say they never tell him this is Prince Harry. And they call him his grandmother is coming. (laughs) They call him Sir the whole entire time. So they're always like I just want more time with sir. That's I'm just like, oh my God, these people are so stupid. I, I can't look away. The deceit is like one thing, but then I think there's a whole nother like faction of these where you're just ogling at things like more to love or. Well, that's just like or dating naked where you're just like, yeah, then it, I feel like those things you're viewing out of like cruelty. No, well, more to love is just like exploitative. That was a bachelor, except they use an overweight man as the bachelor and the women don't know. And it's like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Like, what will they do? Which is sort of similar to average Joe where it's like, can you believe it's just gross. Do you imagine that show in 2021? I just like, it's so outrageous to me that the show is probably on for a very long time. If not, maybe it's still on TLC. So I don't think it was, I don't think it was on for a very long time. It's just like awful. No. And it's, it's funny because from the producer p- perspective, it seems like what they're trying to prove with all of these is that love is real. Like, which don't we know that already? Like, we're, it's not like we live in a world where only hot people end up with other hot people. Like, we, we see regular looking people end up with regular looking people all the time. We see very good looking people end up with less good looking people all the time. We see small people end up with large people all the time. It's so ridiculous. No, yeah. Well, it was like this idea of like making it feel, be, be this like unattainable thing that it's like this actually exists like out in the wild. People do it all the time without these shows. No, me. I mean, even on Love is Blind, like how many I times did lo- Nick Lachey say he was going to prove is love truly blind? Like also as if we're in a scientific experiment where you're going to get published after this for you proved it, Nick Lachey. Love is truly blind. 
Well, I mean, that being said with Nick Lachey, um, I am actually very excited to have Love is Blind back because I found it to be such an entertaining show. And also because it was so clearly such a low budget season one and it was so obvious and maybe it was, you know, during pandemic viewing, but everybody was really, really into it, which I loved. And it was one of the few shows, one of the only dating shows that you actually watched. So that was exciting for me. Here's like a really important question for you to think about. Do you think Love is Blind is still going to be able to get Nick Lachey to host now that he's won The Masked Singer? <laughs> he's a hot ticket. It's a hot ticket. I don't, I don't think they're going to have any problems getting Nick Lachey to do this. I think he'll be he'll be back just in time. I mean, um, Vanessa, Vanessa Lachey was there, too. We should make sure to yeah, they both give her the, the credit. They both proved that Love is truly blind. Um, I do think there's a whole other spectrum of, you know, these dating shows that are now sort of starting to emerge, which is late, but you know, late, but never, whatever little too. what is the saying? I'm Better late than never. Yes. Sorry. Late, <laughs> late, but never, <laughs> late, but never. <laughs> I'm tired. Can you tell? Um, I think we've all seen enough of that. So it's kind of nice to see these new dating shows that are coming out with a little bit more representation. Like with the Indian matchmaker, which I know had a, a lot of controversy around it too, because it was a little bit problematic in the sense that it really portrayed the Indian, you know, South Asian culture of matchmaking. You know, it's it's very archaic in a sense, right? Because it feels, I don't know if you watch the show, but it's a lot of the women sort of have to sell themselves a little bit more than the men do. Like what's on the roster for this girl? Is she dateable? Is she married? You know, is she wife material? Whatever it is. So I think it's problematic, but it's unfortunately not all wrong with how the culture still is in a lot of parts of India and Pakistan and other areas in South Asian culture. So as much as I'm like, Oh, this is cringy and not making this look great. It's also like, this is an actual issue also in the culture. So um, and it is still entertaining for what it's worth. Like it, there was a lot of like cringy shit that I was like, yikes, yikes, yikes. Like I remember one girl was like, this guy doesn't even know there's salt flats in Bolivia or something. And she was like outraged at this. And I was like, oh, yikes. Well, I mean, that sounds preferable to that clip of Love Island UK that I see all the time where the woman didn't know the difference between a country and a city and a continent and then had to have someone explain to her what England is. Essex is a continent. No. no, it's a county. Oh, what, a country? A county. What's the a difference county. between a county and a country? Country. So a country is like England. Yeah. So Wales is, is in Cardiff. Country. Cardiff's the capital of yeah, Wales. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm from Liverpool, so I live in a country. No, Liverpool's a city. A city. Yeah. If you go on a plane and yeah. go to another place, that's still United Kingdom, it isn't depends it? Depends where. Where, yeah, where do you want so, to go? So Spain. That's not no, United that's Europe. Europe. <laughs> That's Europe. But it's still in the United Europe, Kingdom. No, no Europe it's is a continent. It's so. in the EU. It's yeah. in Europe. It's in Europe. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I love it so much. But yeah, I mean, across the board, we are talking about these dating shows going back for decades. And only now are they even just starting to think about representation. I mean, The Bachelor has been on for how long? And just in the past year, they had the first Black Bachelor. Like, get out of here. Like, what are we doing? Hopefully the new show that Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton, for some reason, are co-hosting, the celebrity dating game. Hopefully they will have some representative celebrities on that show. I mean, it can only go up for here. Hopefully they are learning from past mistakes. But also that's only scratching the surface of 
the LGBTQ community and also, you know, you talked about Indian matchmaker, but wow, the wild idea that people can date outside their own race, like <laughs> mixing in more, <laughs> more, more representation across the board. And the shows don't have to be specified to, oh, like I'm watching the, you know, autistic dating on the spectrum or whatever it is, or yeah. average Joe, the only place where you can see an overweight person dating someone. Like, let's just mix it up, make it a little right. more, more real. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will wrap things up. All right, we're back. You know, we've talked about all of these different dating shows dating back from Mesopotamia. Just kidding. But, (laughs) you know, I think really the question, the only question that's left is, well, one of the only questions that are left is, if you had to choose a dating show, Becky, which one would you go on? Uh, I mean, this is a really cynical answer. Oh, I God. would go on The Bachelor because it seems that there's the most payoff for fame, followers, <laughs> influence. Like, I'm, you know, like so many of the contestants... I'm not going there to fall in love. I'm going there so I can be part of Bachelor Nation and that can open up future doors for me to, you know, do more important things. Self at T on your Instagram. I definitely can't go on one of the ones where, I mean, I guess you are trapped in the house on The Bachelor and it's so problematic. Oh man, they're all terrible. There, There's really no, could definitely don't want to be on Temptation Island. I Just mean, to find out if on. your spouse is going to cheat on you on national I mean, television. all of these sound horrifying to me. Um, mm. I think these don't they exist do. anymore, but really I would go on one of the ones that only last for one day and you only go on one date with them. So like blind date. We didn't even talk about blind date, but remember blind date? I'd probably go on some winter version of Low Island because I don't want to be in a bathing suit the entire time. Does that exist? Like, I feel like... Like Love no. Island snowsuit? Like just like Love Island, we're just like in a house in like pajamas during Christmas or something. But that, that's like love. Wait, aren't they making like a love mountain or something? I don't know, but I would go on that probably because there's no cameras following you around. I feel like it'd be easier for me to forget I was on a dating show. That seems like more my speed. Winter Love Island. Yeah, I would do that. But no, but there is also there is also Love Island. It's unclear if it's Winter Love Island or Love Island Winter, but it's there. Oh, Winter Love Island allegedly exists, so maybe that's the one I need to sign up for. <laughs> okay, Becky, are you ready for your burning question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you rather go on a dating show where the celebrity is Toby from This Is Us or P. Diddy? <laughs> First of all, I like how you don't even bother to figure out what that guy's real name is. You're just Nobody like Toby cares. from This Is Us. Nobody but cares. But is it, is it Toby or is it his real personality? It doesn't no, matter. It, the answer it's, is, it's Toby on This Is Us. The answer is Diddy. No. <laughs> like, then you sound surprised. I love when you laugh and sound surprised when there's one, only one clear answer. Like, you would have picked Toby. No, but I'm so much more, like, clear about my hate for Toby. You don't even I watch feel. the show. I watched the, I watched an episode last night. I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty clear about, I'm pretty clear about my, my hate for Toby. But, um, DJ, play Love is a Battlefield. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Have something to share? Email us at notoverit at popsugar.com. 
Not Over It is a podcast from Pop Sugar and iHeartRadio. It is hosted by me, Becky Kirsch, and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Lisa Sugar and Brett Kushner. Thanks for listening. <laughs>